Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to our final PR Pitches and Merger and Acquisitions Trends podcast of this year, 2022, uh, with Andrew Block. Andrew, as most of you know, is co-founder and non-executive director at Frank PR, and is now head of PR at the new business consultancy firm AAR. He's also a partner at PCB Partners, where he advises on the buying and selling of marketing services agencies. Before we start, the final deadline um, for the PR Moment Awards is on the 27th of January. So do check out the PRMomentAwards.com website for all the info you need. And thank you so much to our PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Andrew, welcome. Hello, Ben. Um, go on, give us your, your rundown of December's um, new pitch wins in the public relations scene in the UK. Yeah, it's been a pretty active month, I think, as clients look to get their agencies sorted for the new year. I'm sure there'll be more to come the minute we stop um, talking about them on this podcast. But so far, we've got a couple of tourist boards. Um, So PRM Global One Jamaican Tourist Board, which is consumer and trade, um, with a focus on promoting Jamaica as one of the world's leading sustainable tourism destinations. Who knows? Um, and then perhaps a more challenging one, um, Lotus have won the Sierra Leone Tourism Board um, across Europe. Um, and Sierra Leone, as I'm sure you know, Ben, because you're very well-travelled and cultured, um, great place for adventure, for nature, for culture. So they'll be doing their best to flog holidays there. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think we've seen a lot of travel stuff this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose post-COVID, it's been, a, I don't know, about a bumpy year for travel, but um, the travel sector has been getting their their, their ducks in a row and, and getting getting their name out there again, in essence, during 2022, is it? Exactly that. Yeah, right. just bouncing back. We're all on planes again, going on holiday. So they're spending right. all the money they saved. And, and a big win for friends of the show, Smoking Gun. Yes. Um, Alton Towers, um, great account, part of Merlin Group. Um, account I've worked on at one stage in my career, uh, um, and lots well, is, of is that a chunky bit of business? It's one of those I don't. I've never quite worked it out. Is that is that a, is that a big beast? The 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 Alton Towers account. Yeah, I mean it's one of the most significant um, properties within that group. Um, who also own people like Chessington and London Eye and Sea Life. I think it's called Sea World. Um, so yeah, it's decent, but it's also a great chance for any agency to show what they're capable of um, in terms yeah. of creativity. It's obviously quite seasonally led, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an account I think any agency would love to have on there. Yeah, it's bounced about a bit over the years, hasn't it? But but let's hope um, Smoking Gun. Um, that's a long term partnership between those two, anyway. Um, and the Academy, they've been on a, a bit of a roll, a bit of a good run. We probably haven't talked about that enough on the show. Perhaps we haven't. So let's change that. Yeah, they have been on a really good run. So um, in recent months, they've sort of notched up Pizza Express. Holland and Barrett, Zurich Insurance, and they've just won Decathlon, um, one of the major sports retailers in the UK, all about sort of building awareness around them, promoting the fact that 
sport should be accessible and for everyone. So yeah, really nice retail win for them. They're, they're very. I'm a huge decathlon fan. Um, it's it's a difficult shop to go in and not 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 buy lots of stuff. Um, so plug for some free gear for them. Right, you never know. You never know. Talking of plugs, one one of these days we'll do a we'll do one of these shows without you getting a, a Frank plug in there. But um, but not today. Not today. <laughs> they keep winning stuff. So um, they just won Meridian Foods. Um, really nice palm oil free nut butter products. I don't think you can say peanut butter, but that's essentially one of their main products. All around creativity, content creation. Um, so looking forward to seeing some nice stuff from my mates at Frank. Um, and then a couple... Interesting, interesting win for Browns to Life because, um, well, that's a business going on. It's a business that's evolved quite a bit in the last couple of years, but this this new wins, um, I suppose, tells its own story. Yeah, I mean, Browns to Life were a fantastic agency, best known for their work in tech and consumer tech, but by no means is that all they can do. And they've been kind of know, quietly and confidently building the consumer side to their business. They've got an absolutely incredible social and digital offering again, which perhaps not everyone knows about. But anyway, they've just won Vitality, um, the insurance group, consumer brief across health, life, car insurance. So that's a really, really nice one. Great win for them. I mean, in my, that sounds like a, a, a big old account, that one. Of I, we, we, we don't know the numbers, but it, that's... Almost certainly a, a big old beast, right? It's a big old beast, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows what it's worth, but I would think definitely in excess of six figures. Right. Um, and then we've got a, 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 another whopper, right? Um, yeah, really Axicom have been up to, uh, have won a big one. Yeah, a really big one. Axicom, um, which is the sort of tech PR agency within the WPP, stable, brilliant agency. Um, they've just won Sage um, Accounting, Financial, HR, Payroll, Tech, um, across lots of territories, UK, America, France, Germany. So that that is a real biggie. Um, probably one of the most hotly contested pitches of the year and I, think- I was going to say that would have been probably competitive wouldn't it I mean just just the, yeah. the way you describe that account there's loads of agencies that would have been up for that one yeah it's a biggie and I think you know where Axicom are particularly strong is having a real creative edge to their campaigns and that I don't know who they're up against or what they presented time will tell but um I would imagine they sort of edged it on showing how tech can use PR creatively Right. Um, and going on to the, the second half of the show, the M&A side. I mean, should we just talk general trends first? I mean, with my um, more naive cap than you anyway, I would have thought it's a pretty tough old market out there at the moment. Yeah, it is a tough market. Um, it's still very buoyant. Um, the main thing that is a... Consumer- how, can a buoyant, how can a buoyant market be tough, Andrew? What, what, what do you mean by that? Because there's always winners and losers in this industry so for those that are finding it tough it provides opportunities for others um and the main challenge at the moment is debt financing so to put it simply most private equity relies on funding their debt not all private equity but a lot of them do the banks whether they're traditional lenders or some of the ones that specifically lend to private equity more sort of challenger funds and banks they're a lot more stringent in their criteria. 
they're a lot more cautious. So putting it simply, a lot of the private equity, even if they want to do the deals, they can't raise the debt to finance it. And that's causing delays. It's a positive thing for trade, a lot of whom are sitting on big sort of cash balances in the bank. It's a positive thing for private equity not that fund their own debt, um, which is quite a proportion of, of them. So there's winners and losers. And then you combine that generally with what's going on in the broader economy, which is inflation, cost of living, Ukraine, you name it. It's causing uncertainty. I think people are cautiously optimistic that next year won't be brutal and it will be fine. But um, as you see in the sort of pitch market, it tends to delay decisions a little bit, make people slightly more conservative. But having said that... So, so it's a bit more of a buyer's market, a bit more of a buyer's market right now. Is that is that fair to say? I mean, I don't know. It depends who you talk to. Um, I think for the right buyers, it's a buyer's market. For the right sellers, it's a seller's market. And that's oh, a okay. But answer. having said all that, there has been an absolute raft of activity. So go on. Um, yeah, talk there's been a ton of stuff. So um, I'll start off with a couple of, sort of social things. So um, Comey, the social media agency, um, have been backed by BGF, the Business Growth Fund. And Business Growth Fund are a very, very active investor in the UK, probably one of the most active. They have invested somewhere around... And, and they are, in essence, a, a what, private equity firm? Is yeah, they're private equity. So they've invested around about £3 billion in 460 companies in the UK recently, so in the last few years. So um, the two founders of Comey, Ryan um, Williams, Matthew Thomas, going to step away. Andrew Trotman is the CEO. He's staying there. Um, it's a pretty significant investment. They're 80 staff. They've been going for uh, since about 2015-ish. Um, so great client list, TikTok, Disney, AO.com. So um, that backing is going to help them scale up. And then the other one that we've seen, sort of similar type of business, similar type of deal, Born Social, which is, if you haven't heard of them, sort of one of the top social agencies out there in the UK, They've been acquired by Crowd. Now, Crowd are a bigger digital marketing agency. It's their third acquisition that they've made this year. So they bought um, earlier in the year Verb, um, which is a branding agency sort of specialising in luxury digital. Um, they also bought Impact Advisors who are in the data and analytics space. So Born Social... Um, been going for about 10 years, big clients, Nando's, Guinness, Uber, Primark. Um, and that acquisition now takes crowd to 450 employees across the UK, but also they've got a footprint in Europe, America, Middle East. Um, and they are they they took minority funding from LDC, which is the private equity arm of Lloyd's a few years ago. So they are now obviously spending some of LDC's cash. Um, right, good to see. And, and just just talk us through that ecosystem a little bit. And I, I suspect there are, you know, there's there's multiple flows going on here. But but who who tend to be the biggest firms? Uh, and I'm thinking about therefore who's acquiring who? Social agencies, digital agencies, or PR agencies? It's a really good question. I think it can go both ways. What you're seeing is that people, I mean, this is not a new trend. It's it's a trend that's been going on for the last few years. They want 
depth and they want breadth. So, you know, they're, they're either sort of building in geographies or building in skill sets or just simply building in scale so that they can be bigger. I think part of it is a reflection of clients not wanting to have dozens of agencies and trying to simplify the, the way they run their marketing. Um, you know, there are big PR agencies that are strengthening in digital because they need to for survival. There's big digital agencies that are acquiring PR because they recognize the value of organic growth and storytelling and that side of things. Um, some of the digital agencies just have that scale that it tends to be that they're the ones that are making the acquisitions as opposed to the other way around. But, you know, you can see some really entrepreneurial PR groups, people like W, like Manifest, like Splendid, that are making acquisitions to to increase their their scale, increase the depth of the services that they're offering. And that's in addition to sort of the bigger groups who have, you know, probably ahead of the game and have been doing this for for a lot longer. Sure. But then you know, let's say um Edelman's the biggest PR firm in the world. Um it is the biggest digital agency bigger than Edelman. I, I genuinely don't know the answer to that question. I don't know whether you do. Um no, I don't. Okay. But I mean, actually... for the next show, Andrew, I'm gonna find out. But it's a quite interesting little ecosystem there, isn't it? You know, who who's um, in terms of who's who's potentially going to eat who, and I'm not. I don't mean that in terms of the the big guys, so to speak. Yeah. But it's um, who tend which which agencies tend to be bigger, the PR firms, the social agencies, or the digital agencies. And I I know it's you know. Yeah, I mean, big. a lot of it is how they think strategically and how they're led from the top. You know, a company like Edelman, which is now at this billion dollar yeah. thing, you know, it's huge. They yeah, you know, they've got a whole entire M and A department internally that are constantly, you know, it might not be stuff necessarily that makes the headlines, but they're buying and acquiring and strengthening the whole time. And the best digital agencies out there, yeah, you only have to look at sort of agencies like Debt, who were based out of the Netherlands. They're bought by um, Waterland Private Equity. Um, how they've grown, you know, through buy and build, deliberate buy and build strategies. So mm -hmm. the private equity, they buy a base company which could be a pr agency it could be a digital agency it doesn't really matter but then they bolt on and acquire all the services around them to effectively build their own groups right. you know people like brand tech um which is the former mr and mrs jones you know they're doing really really well in this space acquiring and building a you know quietly building these groups that have some incredible agencies within them i mean there's it's it's literally history repeating itself, isn't it? From um, you know, ten fifteen years ago. Um, go on, we we you saw um, SEC Newgate have been on the acquisition trail again. Yep, they are um, continued to move. Um, so they, I mean, for those that don't know, they're in the strategic comms reputation management area of PR. They bought or acquired seventy percent of a Mexican consultancy um, called Another. I guess where this is significant is they're really going all in on building and expanding a footprint in America. So yeah. they're now, you know, over a thousand headcounts. Um, 
another. It, it was always going to be. It was always going to happen. We just didn't know who who they would buy. If it's who yeah, so this is a good yeah. example of broadening depth of international experience. You know, and another are big. Their revenues are. Sort of... What so? What is the Mexican agency, Andrew? Um, another. Right. Um, so they their revenues are sort of twenty million dollars plus. It's quite complimentary, but um, you know, SEC Newgate are, are, are a really ambitious agency. They delisted from the stock exchange in, in March and moved to private ownership. So I guess this frees them up to be more entrepreneurial, not to worry too much about what the city's thinking. And again, you know, going back to trends. Some of the caution, especially amongst the big trade groups, is where they're listed. They're worried about volatility in their share price if they're seen to be too aggressive and not listening to the market and not being cautious enough. So, you know, delisting like SEC have allows them to do what they want effectively. And it seems to be working. You know, the first half of this year, they grew their turnover by nearly 30%. So then, you know, it was 46 million. So, you know, they're, they're sizable. Um, yeah. And anyone who's interested in hearing a bit more about the SEC Newgate story, uh, I interviewed Emma Kane on this, uh, who's the, the, the UK CEO, um, on the podcast a month or so back. So do check that one out. Um, and Taito, news from Taito, Andrew. Yeah, so Taito, which is the tech PR agency that Brendan Craigie, the former CEO of Hotwire, founded, God, I don't know how long ago. It must be going to get this wrong. Four or five years ago, I should think. Like that. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I have this weird thing where I think everything's four or five years ago and it was 15 years ago, but <laughs> it wasn't 15 years ago. But yeah, I think it is about five years. They acquired Cuban 8, um, which is an integrated comms business, which actually was founded by another ex-Hotwire employee, Sean Gaskill. Um, of course it was, yeah. yeah. So that takes... Taito to about 60 people. Um, they they started off as a virtual agency before it was fashionable, before COVID. Um, great agency. They've, they've got now, well, I say offices. It's probably, they're not really offices. They have virtual offices or representatives and capabilities across France, Germany, Spain, Netherlands, obviously the UK. So this really strengthens their digital marketing capabilities. So going back to what you were saying, you know, is PR buying digital or is it the other way around? This is an example. I mean, relatively small deal. Yeah, a micro deal, but but um, an interesting one to watch, isn't it, Taito? Because in that sense, yeah. Brendan's done it before um, and um, it'll be interesting to see where he takes this. Yeah, um, he's a brilliant operator um, and he's done well. I mean, they're up to five million-ish in revenue which is, you know, takes some doing, as you Yeah, know. not easy to do. Um, and MediaZoo being on the, the acquisition scale again. Yeah, I mean, they're prolific at the moment. Um, they acquired a digital agency called Finer Vision, um, which is in the AR, VR, Web3 space in terms of comms expertise. Um, so this is BGF as well. So last year... Um, MediaZoo sold a minority stake to the Business Growth Fund. Um, they tend to be focusing on the digital learning sector. Um, they also look like they're expanding internationally. They've now got quite a good presence in the Middle East, in Saudi and Abu Dhabi, but also in the Far East, in Hong Kong, in New York. So, yeah, they're a really interesting outfit. I don't quite understand their strategy from the outside, but... 
they seem to know what they're doing and they're buying at a rate of knots. Yeah, they certainly are. Uh, and we're almost out of time, Andrew, but um, Four Media uh, and, and Jargon Group have, have um, um, had some interesting activity as well this month. Yep, so um, Four Media, which is Global Integrated Comms and Marketing, have acquired Stature, who are specialists in fintech space. They also do a bit of consumer. Uh, a, PR, a PR firm or a digital firm? Or... Yeah, PR firm. Right. Um, there's only a, there's about seven of them, but it takes Four Media in the UK now to about 15, so it's doubled their size, um, and about 100 people globally, so it's, it's growing. And then the last one is Jargon Group, um, who acquired Pelican Communications, who are a Manchester-based agency, very specific in terms of what they do. They focus on sustainability PR for food, packaging, and the recycling sector. Um, For Jargon, this is now their fourth acquisition in the last three years. It's in a sort of ESG feather to add to their cap. There's about 12 of them that are based out of Media City in Manchester. There are about 35 full-time employees. So, yeah, they bought... Glowhouse Media, which is a content agency, Vantage Marketing, Suter PR. So they're now sitting at about one and a half million in revenue, but I would imagine that they will get to double that, so three million-ish by the end of this year with all these acquisitions. So one to watch. Yeah, interesting model. Um, Andrew Block, have a wonderful Christmas um, and thanks so much for all your podcasts that you've done this year. I've really enjoyed them. Pleasure, me too. Have a good Christmas. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.